Hey there, thanks for checking out my podcast. This episode was recorded originally as a video, so if you'd prefer to watch it, head over to my YouTube channel. Otherwise, sit back and enjoy. All right, so today's session will be perfect for you if you're new to options because I promise that I will make it as easy to understand as possible without filling you full of useless jargon. So today we will talk about what are options. Then we'll talk about the five things you need to know about options. We will talk about Number one, strike prices. Number two, <laughs> the other way around. We will talk about expiration dates. We will talk about the difference between calls and puts. We'll talk about buying versus selling options. We'll talk about understanding premium and theta decay. And then I want to give you four basic options trading strategies. And even if you're more experienced with options, but maybe find them a little bit confusing, I need a refresher. I think this will be time very well spent together. I have prepared a little cheat sheet and we'll take a lot of notes here and we are going through many practical examples here. For whatever reason, I see the vast majority of the time when, when people explain options, they make it far more complicated than it needs to be. And see, with options, it's very easy to get analysis paralysis. So right now, we're only going to, going to focus on what I would consider to be the essential knowledge. So at no point I will bore you with the Black and Scholes model or the binomial model, I promise. That's just not my style. Never has been my style. I like to keep sing, uh, things as simple as possible. You see, there's this quote, I think it was by Einstein, not quite sure, but it, it encapsulates it perfectly. And this quote is, everything should be made as simple as possible, but not simpler. So if you're brand new to options tradings, there's a lot of rabbit holes that you can go down. And the good news, to trade the strategies that I personally trade, the wheel or the PowerX strategy, you just need to understand a few of the basics, and then you'll have all the knowledge and confidence that you need to start trading it. We are going to discuss the basics and focus on just what you need to know to form a rock solid options foundation. So let's get started and let's talk about uh, the most important thing. What is an option? An option is a contract that gives you the right, but not the obligation to buy or sell 100 shares of a stock or ETF at a specific price or by a certain date. This all sounds horribly complicated, but we will make this so much easier as you will see in a moment. See, there's the main difference between stocks and options. A stock, and here right now we are looking at uh, Apple. So a stock represents ownership of a company and an option is just a contract that you can use to buy or sell those shares. And there are many advantages to buying options instead of buying the actual shares of the stock outright. And keep in mind that always one option represents that you are controlling and you have to buy uh, the right to buy 100 shares. So let's do a very specific example right here. So right now, as you can see, Apple is trading at 173.07. Let's just uh, keep it simple and let's say 173. So if you were to buy 100 shares of Apple, then this means that you have to fork out 100 times uh, $173, so that's $17,300. That's quite a lot, right? So let's see what happens if you would buy one option to control it. You see, we're going to actually jump back here where we have the high level. And we talk about very briefly, taking a few notes here, what are options? Again, this is where we are using Apple as an example. So we're putting this as heading number two. If we buy 100 shares of Apple, this means that we have to pay 100 times 
173, that's the current price of Apple. So this means 17,300. Let's take a look at an options chain for Apple. And we're switching back to the handy dandy iPad. We switch over to trade year. Right here, we're going to chains and we are looking at an option chain of Apple. So again, the current price is 173 and we are looking for an expiration of around two weeks out from now. We want to see how much does an, an option cost so that we can buy 100 shares of Apple. We are looking here on this side where we have calls, right? And we're scrolling down until we see, you see, we don't find exactly 173, but as you can see, we can buy the 172.50 call, which gives us a right to buy Apple shares at 172.50. And currently the last price traded here was $5.35. So let's take a look at this. So if we buy one option that gives us the right to control 100 shares so that we can buy 100 shares of Apple for 172.50. And we'll talk about strike prices here in just a moment. So this would be $535. See the difference here, right? I mean, $17,300 or $535. That's a pretty big difference here. Now, here is the cool thing. If let's say Apple would go down, let's, let's just take a look at this example here. Let's say what happens if we are going back to our handy dandy iPad here. And let's say what happens if Apple now goes down to let's say 160. What would happen here if we had the stock? Well, let's uh, go back here. Apple moves down to 160. If we had the stock, this means that now we lose 173 minus 160. So this means we are losing $13 per share times 100 shares. So this means that we are losing $1,300. So that's when we had the stock. Now, what about the option? So if we had the option, we cannot lose more than the premium that we paid. So the maximum that we can lose here is $535. As you can see also here, it makes much more sense to trade the option which is limiting the downside risk here. So because you can never, when you're buying option, again, and we are talking about buying call options right now, you see that you can never lose more than this. Now, the stock, well, what happens if Apple goes to zero? Now, it's a very unlikely scenario, right? But it's still a possibility. Does anybody remember Enron, WorldCom, a few other stocks here? With Apple, you could lose up to $17,300. However, if you're buying options, you can only lose the premium that you paid for this contract. Does this make sense? Okay, if this makes sense thus far, do me a favor and uh, click on like. You see, I, I want to make sure that I'm keeping it here as simple as possible. But now let's talk about the five things that you need to know about an option. Now that you have a basic idea what an option is, there are five things that you need to know about uh, options and these are universal. Uh, so for example, Number one, options have a strike price. Number two, options have an expiration date. Number three, they're call options and they're put options. Number four, you can buy options or you can sell options. Number five, there's something like premium that uh, works for you or against you. And there's also theta decay. So let's take a look at these five things in more detail. So number one, 
Let's talk about strike prices. You see, the strike price is the strike is the price that the underlying asset, in this example, the Apple stock, can be purchased if the option contract is exercised. You, you'll choose the strike price at the time of purchase when you are buying or selling the option. And which strike you choose and the price of the stock at the time will determine if your strike is considered what they call in the money, ITM, at the money or out of the money. So let's write these things down and uh, let me show you a very specific example again so that you know exactly what that means. So the strike price, you cannot change the strike price after you have purchased or you have sold an option. So we have the so-called in the money options. These are ITM. We have the so-called at the money options, which are ATM. And we have the so-called out of the money options, which are OTM. And again, we're using Apple as an example here. So for Apple right now, it's trading at 173.50. Let's take a look at the option chain again, that I can show you exactly what is considered at the money, in the money and out of the money. So I'm jumping over here to my handy dandy iPad. We will talk about these strike prices. And in order to do this, I'm just uh, going here to my markup tool. So again, Apple right now is trading at 173. So this means that all of the strike prices, if you're looking at call options, all of the strike prices that are below that price, so somewhere around here, these are here, the call options, and everything that is below this price are considered ITM, in the money for call options. Now, the strike price that is closest to the current price of the stock, that is considered ATM, at the money. And this is right now, since Apple is trading at 173, it would be considered the 172.50. You could, if you wanted to expand this and also say, okay, let's say these two are at the money. So there, there's no real science here, you, you get the idea. Now, everything that is above the current price is considered out of the money. Now, here's the kicker. When you are trading puts, it's exactly the other way around. So because with a call, you can you get the right to buy this stock. And with the put, you actually have the right to sell this stock. And therefore, Everything that is above the current price is considered in the money. This is still at the money, so nothing changes there. But everything that is trading right now below the current price is considered OTM, out of the money. <laughs> Does this make sense? It's just some terminology that you need to know because in a moment you will see why this is so important. Let me actually tell you right now why it is so important. And I'm using a different color here. Let me just use blue. When you are a buyer of options, you want to buy options that are in the money or at the money. Same for put options, in the money or at the money. That's what you want to do when you buy options. However, when you are selling options, then you want to sell options that are out of the money. Again, in a few moments, we will talk about this a little bit more. All right, so now that you know 
what are these, these weird terminologies, the, the OTM, the ITM, and the ATM. Let's talk about the second thing that you need to know about options. And this is options have expiration dates. <laughs> and so let's jump over here. So with the expiration date, so all options have an expiration date. On expiration date, these options are expiring. So it means that the price has to move to the strike price right on expiration date. And then we'll see exactly of what is happening at expiration date. And you see, this is super important whether you're buying or selling options. You see all options, all options have monthly expirations. And then there are some options that have weekly expirations. It really depends on your trading platform. Sometimes it is fairly easy to say which ones are the weekly expirations, which ones are the monthly. I want to show you Tastyworks, the platform here. You see, if you're, for example, on Tastyworks or also Think or Swim, you see that the weekly options are marked with a W for weekly and everything that is not marked with a W, uh, it is actually uh, a monthly option. Now, the expiration date is always specified as a Friday, unless it's a major holiday like uh, Christmas uh, 2020, which fell on a Friday. And in this case, expiration date was before the holiday. Anyhow, so once an option expires, you no longer have the right to buy or sell the underlying stock at the specific strike price. Therefore, it's very important that you choose the right expiration date. So the question is, okay, what the heck is the right expiration date? Well, let me give you just a a very uh, broad outline here. So uh, just a rule of thumb, okay? So here's a, a rule of thumb for expiration dates. And it, it really depends whether you are an option buyer or an option seller. If you are an option buyer, you usually want to have a longer expiration date because you want to give your option more time or the stock more time to move in a direction. So I personally like to use 30 days or more towards expiration. Now, as an option seller, you want a shorter expiration date. For me personally, when I'm selling options as a seller, I usually want to have 14 days or less. Again, we will talk more about that uh, in a little bit because it has something to do with the time decay that is super important. All right. Now let's talk about calls and put. You see, you've already heard it. We talked a little bit about this, but there are call options and there are put options. So let's uh, let's just take a few notes here. So calls and puts, it's super important that you know what that means because when we go to the four basic option strategies here in a little bit, you will see exactly why it is so important. Whether you're trading the wheel or the PowerX strategy or any other strategy, right? You need to know when to use what instrument. So we will take a look at both options in more detail. First of all, call options. Just a reminder, when you own a call option, you have the right to buy a stock at the strike price that we just talked about before the expiration. So if the option has a strike price of 100 and the actual stock goes to a price of 110, you get to buy the stock at $100 per share instead of uh, instead of. $110. So let me show you an example here for Apple. Let's let's go back here to Apple. Let's actually take a look at the chart right here. So we're switching over to the chart. Let's just say that right now you are buying a call option at 175. So this would be a call option. Now let's say, just say we are using an expiration here of let's say April sometime in April. We'll look it up here in a moment when we look on the option chain. 
Okay, so this means that you can buy Apple for $175 on or before the expiration date, whatever we choose there. Remember, you have the right to do this, but not the obligation. So let's uh, take a look at the chart and see if this makes sense. Now you see right now, Apple is trading at 173 and you have the right to buy Apple at 175. Now that would make sense at all. It, it's better right now if you would buy Apple, if you would buy 100 shares for 173, right? So this is how much is right now the so-called intrinsic value yeah, that you can buy it for 175, it is 173. So the so-called intrinsic value of this option is what? Zero, absolutely nothing. Because this call option right now is at the money or even out of the money. You see, it wouldn't make sense to exercise this call option and buy the shares for 175 when it is cheaper to buy just the stock outright at 173. This call option would only be worth something if the stock moved above $175. As long as the price of the stock remains below 175, the call option is worthless. Let's take a look at another example with a different strike price. Let's actually take a look at how much this option would cost. So uh, we're jumping over here for calls and puts. So the call, again, we are using example of Apple. And Apple is trading right now at 173. So let's say we are using a call option and we are using a call option with 175 strike price and an expiration. And now let's jump back onto uh, actually the option chain so that we can take a look at this exactly and see how much it would cost if we go out to, let's say, April 14th. So that's what we're doing right now. See, April 14th. We go back here, writing it down, expiring April 14th. So this gives us uh, quite some time because as I'm recording this video, it is January 17th. So it gives us three months for the stock to go up there. So how much does this currently cost? We have already determined it's not worth anything right now. But if we are looking at this, then we see that right now, oh my gosh, the last traded price is $8.00. And 86 cents. How is this making sense? Well, this is where the expectations are coming in. This $8.68, all of this is the so-called time value because right now the intrinsic value of the option is worth nothing. Now, on the other hand, if we are going back here to the trading view chart, no, right there, and now if you look at an option that actually has some value, let's just say we are looking at the 165 and what you have already learned, right? Uh, so the 165 call is what? It is ITM. It is in the money. Let's just take a look at this and see how much this would be worth. And we're switching over here so that we can actually write this down. So we are looking at the 165 strike price. Same expiration expiring April 14. And now we'll see how much this option is costing us. So let's switch back to our handy dandy iPad. Let's actually switch back to the options chain and let's zoom in and see how much the 165 costs us. Ooh, way more expensive, $14.35. Okay, so let's take a look at this and write it down here. And this is super important that you understand what is happening here right now. So 
This means $14.35. However, it does have some so-called intrinsic value. How much? Well, right now we could buy Apple for $165 and Apple is currently trading at $173. So if we buy Apple at $165 and sell it right away, we would make $8. So this is the intrinsic value right, of this stock. So this means that the remaining stuff is the time value. So the $14.35 minus the $8. So this gives us $6.35 in time value. And now we see something. And this is super, super important as we go to these four option strategies. You see that this time value of the ATM option at the money is way higher than the time value here, right? This is the expectation. And that's something that we will use to our advantage when we are buying or selling options. It's really that simple. You need to understand this intrinsic value or the time value, which is also called extrinsic value. And you need to understand that each option has these two things, right? So if the strike price is higher than the current price that the stock is trading at, it's out of the money. Therefore, it doesn't have any intrinsic value. So that's why it is super important. Now, we will go over time value in more detail in just a few, but I want to cover it here first, as this is one of the basic principles of options trading. So super important here. The same is for the put option. Let me just show you another example here really quick uh, for a put option. And we are going back to the chart. We already know that Apple is trading at 173. So let's say that we are looking at two put options, one that is in the money. So this would be a put option with 180 strike price. And then let's uh, take a look at one that is out of the money at 165. Now, again, this gives you the right to sell Apple. So if you were allowed right now to sell Apple at $180 and then you could buy it right back for $173, you see you have $7 of intrinsic value. So let's just jump over here, do the example and look actually at the strike. So again, we're looking at two puts. We're looking at one, we said with 180 strike price. And we do the same expiring April 14. And we'll take a look how much this costs. And then we also take a look at the 165 strike expiring on April 14th and see how much that costs. We will calculate actually here the intrinsic value, which some also call the real value. So the intrinsic value. So the intrinsic value is always the strike price 180 minus the current stock price. So here in this case, it would be seven. And then in a moment, we can calculate the time value because it is super simple. Now here we have an intrinsic value of zero, right? Because uh, uh, what here, it doesn't make sense. If we actually would be allowed right now to sell Apple for 165 and then buy it back at 173, this doesn't make sense. So therefore it is zero. We will look at the time value here as well. So let's jump over back to our options chain and switching over, look at our options chain and look at puts here. We are looking at a put of 180. We see that the last traded price here is $13.55. So we can quickly jump over here and write it in here and say this price for this stock here is $13.55. Now we already know that the $13.55 minus the intrinsic value gives us $6.55 as time value. 
Now let's take a look at the other strike price here really quick. So we are looking at the 165 and we see the last traded price was $6.40. So uh, we'll switch over here and the intrinsic value is zero and therefore a lot of time value is still in here. And this is 640 since it doesn't have any intrinsic value all of this is there. Okay, so we talked about call options, we talked about put options. This way you know of what is happening here. Again, a call option, just to recap very briefly because I wanted to talk about calls and puts here. So a call option gives you the right to buy a stock at a certain price and the put option gives you the right to sell the stock at a certain price. So that's why it is important that you know the difference between calls and puts here. So let's talk about buying options versus selling options. You see when buying options you have the right to buy right? and when you have to sell an option then you have the obligation to sell it. What? Okay, let's take a look at this because what I prepared for you is a very simple graphic that shows you here the difference between buying options versus selling options. And this is super important. We're, we're almost there that we get to the point where I actually show you exactly how to use this, okay? So buying options versus selling options. Again, we're making this a nice headline so that I can give you the notes later on if you want to. Here actually I have prepared a little graphic for you. Look at this. Let's say you're buying options. When you are buying a call, you have the right to buy at a specific, a specific uh, strike price. And for this, you pay a premium. So this is why it's often called a debit when you're paying a premium here. You get the idea. When buying a put, you have the right to sell a security at the price. So now let's see of what happens when you're selling it because now it is the other way around. Okay, so when you're selling options, you don't have the right anymore to sell the security. You have the obligation to sell the security at a specific price. And when selling puts, you have the obligation to buy the underlying stock in uh, at the specific price. And this is where you receive a premium and that's where it's called a credit, receiving a credit. Let's actually take a look here at Apple so that you see exactly what we are doing here. Let's just first talk about a call option. So let's say that you are buying a call option of 108 with 180 strike price. This means that you only make money when you're buying it. You only make money when it goes above 180. So what is your outlook as a call buyer? Your outlook is that the stock is going up. Now, on the other hand, if you are, and let's make this red, if you are selling a call, right? This option will expire worthless as long as we stay below $180. So now you get the idea. This is why if you think that Apple will not go higher than 180, that's when you would, for example, sell a call. All right, let's just say now we are going to a strike price of 165. And this is where we say, okay, we buy a put. So in this case, we want the price to go below, in this case, 165. If we are selling a put, we expect the stock to stay above. Now, this is super, super important because that's how we actually 
make money trading options. It really depends on your outlook. And this is why I wanted to write this down because when you are an option seller, right, you receive a premium and as long as the strike, uh, as the price stays above or below your certain price, depending on whether you sold a call or put, then you're just keeping the premium. So this is the really cool thing. And this is why it is so important. Talking about premium here, there's a few things that you need to know about premium. So let's talk about premium with options. We're jumping back here to our handy dandy notepad and we'll talk about premium with options or the so-called data decay. What the heck is this? And why is this so important when you're buying or selling options? There is this idea of theta and theta is how much will an option decay? You have already heard about time premium, right? So we have heard about the time value and the so-called theta is how much of the time value disappears in a day. In order to illustrate this, I just want to show you, uh, do a quick illustration here for you so that you see exactly what I mean. We're switching back to here. So you see, we, we have this time value and we know that this time value over time moves lower. So here we get the idea. Okay. And here's how it works. So in the beginning, the time value is slightly decreasing. And in the last 30 days, in the last 30 days, so this here is dollars, the time value. This here is the so-called DTE days to expiration. And at zero, there's no more time value. In it. Now in the last 30 days, this is when it is really accelerating. So this is where as an option buyer, and let me just mark this here. So as a buyer, you want to stay on this side where you have more days to expiration, maybe 60, maybe you have 90 days, maybe you have more, but as an options seller, and this is why I gave you the rule of thumb earlier, you want to be in 30 days or less. And this is why I said, I like to be here at smaller than 14 days. If I am a seller and if I am a buyer, I want to be actually above 30 days. You get the idea here. Okay. So this is super important as we move on, because now I want to show you why this is so important. And I will actually show you an options chain to show you these different theta decay and time premium at, uh, let's say we do it at 14 days. We do it at 30 days and we do it at 60 days. There we go. Okay. So let's jump over to our handy dandy notepad. And let's talk about this. And again, we are using Apple as an example. We actually want to look at an ATM option. So we are looking, let's say at the 175 call, we will look at the time value here, 14 days out at right? the theta of 14 days out. We will look at the theta of 30 days out and we'll look at the theta of 60 days out. And in order to do this, I'm going to jump on Tastyworks because Tastyworks gives me the opportunity here to really show the, uh, where's the theta? This is the so-called theta. Okay. So let's take a look at an option here. And the theta again is describing of how much does your option lose per day, uh, considering that we have this 
graph here. I know it's not the prettiest one, but you get the idea. I'll, I'll clean this up for you a little bit later. And we said that we are looking at the 175 that actually has around two weeks to expiration. It's, it's a little bit more. It's like 18 days, which is fine. So we'll use these 18 days. So you see that the theta is 10 cents and $92 per day. Okay, let's write this down. So 14 days out, it is 10 cents and $92 per uh, 92, 10.92. So let's say 11 cents. So this is how much the option is losing. Now, if, if you think about it at 100 packs, this is why it's annotated here. So this would be actually the 10 cents and 92. So we will keep it like this. It's a little bit easier to do it this way. Okay, so let's take a look at the exact same option here, just with a different expiration. We said that we want to go months out. So let's say February 18th, and we are looking at the 175, and you see the theta is already less. It's 8 cents, 30... 35. So let's write this down. So this is where it is 8 cents 34. Oh, and now you see if we go even further out, we said we want to go 60 days out. So if you go around 60 days out to March 18th, here we go, and we look at the 175, it is only 6 cents. Ooh, let's take a look at this. So this is where we said it was 0 0.06, and uh, what was the, the thing behind it? Uh, 2, 3. Okay, so what does this mean? Well, it actually means that you are losing less money per day if you have an option that has a longer expiration. And this is why, again, the rule of thumb. This is why these are the rules of options that you know. So when buying options, okay, you want to have at least 30 days until expiration. And when you're selling options, you want to take uh, advantage of this time decay that really occurs here in the last 30 days, as you can see here in my scribbling, okay? So that's why you want to sell options at around 14 days. <laughs> is this making sense? So now you get an idea of why that is the case. So it's super important that you understand premium with options, and I'm just looking here at my notes to make sure that I covered everything that I wanted to do here, then we will discuss the four different option strategies. All right, so now that you know the basics about it, let, let's talk, how can you apply it, right? Because that is what ultimately you want to know as, a, as an options trader. So we'll talk about four basic option trading strategies. And again, you can make it more complicated if you want to, but I wanna keep it easy and I wanna keep it simple here. Let's actually talk about, and uh, we jump over here, to our notepad again uh, about options trading strategies. I will give you four different scenarios. Okay, so the first option trading strategy that you can apply is that you can simply buy calls. Now, when would you just buy calls? And this is where everything that you have learned uh, thus far is uh, when you expect the stock to go up right? You want the stock to go up. That's uh, when you have a bullish scenario here. Now, on the other hand, you can sell calls. And when do you sell calls? Well, this is when you expect the stock to, to go sideways or drop if the stock goes down, right? And this is based on everything that we have said earlier, but we will bring it all together right now so that you know exactly when to apply it. Now, then you can also buy puts. So when would you want to buy puts? Uh, this is when 
you expect the stock to go down, okay? And then you can sell puts, and you sell puts when you expect the stock to go sideways. I will show you some very specific examples of trades that I did recently. And this is where now we talk about the wheel strategy and we will talk about the Power X strategy. So these are two trading strategies that I personally use. And here is what you do with the Power X strategy. We expect the stock to move, make a move in that direction. So either going up or down. So this is when we would buy calls or when we would buy puts, nothing else. We're not messing around with it. We keep it simple. If we expect the stock to go up, we buy calls. If we expect the stock to go down, we buy puts. Now with the wheel strategy, with the wheel strategy, it is different. So first of all, we sell puts because we expect the stock to stay above a certain price. Let me show you a very specific example of a trade that I just did last week. We will go to actually uh, this account. We can take a look at uh, this, this trade that I have currently on. This is the trade. So let me show you. Here I sold 11 puts, 11 puts with an expiration of January 21st and a strike price of 44. And the stock that I did it on was Colts. So what exactly does that mean? Well, this is where we jump over right now and we take a look at the chart. So we go to our charting platform. We look at KSS. I wanna actually zoom out a little bit so that you see what exactly I did and uh, what I'm expecting Colts to do. So that's where we sold, I sold, 44 puts. Now this is where we go back to what have you just learned? When we are selling puts, we expect the stock, not the sock, the stock to go sideways. And as you will see here, this is until January 21st. There we go. Just a few more days. Okay. So if the stock stays above 44, I just keep the premium, right? Uh, this way, I can the stock it can go sideways, it can go up or it can go slightly down, not a whole lot, slightly down. Now, if it goes below 44, I'm getting assigned. I have to buy the stock at 44. That's what we just talked about this. Now, here is the cool thing. For putting this trade on, I received $451 in premium. This is the so-called credit that we talked about. Now, this credit is me to keep. I can keep it no matter what the stock does. However, if it dips below, then I have to buy the stock as well. So let's take a look at the notes here. And this is when we get assigned. And then when I do own stocks, this is when I'm selling calls. So this way I would collect more premium. I mean, I would make sure that the stock stays below a certain price. So this is where we go back here to the example of calls. So if I would assign, I would probably sell calls right here at 50 because I expect the stock to stay below this. So as you can see, it is super important that you understand the basic of options. Now with this, you can always make more complicated trading strategies. So for example, you can trade spreads. So when you're trading spreads, what happens is that you're combining either the first two or the first uh, two seconds. So let's talk about this really quick here. So you might have heard about these bull spreads. Bull spread means that you're buying a call and 
you're selling a call. And these are different strike prices. Or you have the so-called bear spreads. And these are, uh, are can generally called vertical spreads. And this is where you would buy a put and sell a put. And, and so this is where you can get more and more complicated. This is where you can go with iron condors, or you can go with, with butterflies, or you could do something like uh, straddles. So with straddles, here's what happens. You buy a call and you buy a put. So as you can see, every other trading strategy, options trading strategy that is out there is based on these four basics, these four building blocks. And this is why I think it is super important that you master these four building blocks first before you move on to more complicated trading strategies. Because if you talk about iron condors and butterflies, this is where you trade four options each with both of them. Okay, so here's also you trade four options. But all you do is that you're buying and selling calls or puts. That's all you do. All right, so I know that this was a lot, but I hope that you found this helpful and now know the basics of options. As I said, the five things that you need to know about options is that first of all, options do have a strike price. Number two, options do have an expiration. Oh, number three is options are either call options or put options. Number four, you can actually buy options or you can sell it. And number five, there's the important concept of premium or also a theta decay. And based on whether you're an options buyer or a seller, you need to know of is this, is this working for you or against you. Now, if, these, if you found this helpful, click on like. I'll also link to a few other videos here. And uh, then I'll see you in the next video. All right. I know that we went uh, probably a little bit longer here, and uh, I know that today we don't have much time actually um, to, to look at the, the Q&A. This was a special training that I wanted to do for you. So what will happen here is that uh, we'll, we'll cut out a little bit of the beginning and a little bit of the end. So this way, it, it leaves probably a 40-minute training that you might want to watch again if you're new to options, or maybe you have a friend who is exciting about starting to trade options, and in this case, feel free to forward him this video. So we'll be back on Thursday with our regular Coffee with Marcus and I have something super exciting for you on Thursday. Not gonna spill the beans right now. If you're not subscribed to us yet, subscribe to this channel here and this way uh, you don't miss another video. Also tomorrow morning, we will be back with the stock market update because tomorrow markets are open again and I can't wait to see what happens. And uh, I can just tell you something. One thing happened to my positions on Friday. I actually unwinded another position that I had with a profit, and I'll show you exactly what I did on Thursday. All right. Have a great rest of your holiday. If you have a holiday today, as a trader, you do, because there's nothing to do unless you're watching videos. Anyhow, I'll see you in the next video. Take care, everybody. All right, that's it for today. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure that you subscribe to this podcast. And if you could do me a huge favor and rate it, that would mean a lot to me. Just leave a five-star rating and let others know what you think about the podcast. Also, you can go to rockwelltrading.com social 
where you'll find links to all of my social media accounts as well as event info, blogs and other cool updates I have for you. Thank you so much for listening and remember to join me next time. Until then, have a great time and I'll talk to you soon. Music